everyone. Welcome to episode 55 of the Sky Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. What? Back in the car, me and my bay monkey. Just us two. Just us. Uh, Stuck doing right what in we the do in the car, you. which is marital bickering and Instagramming. And now potting. Yeah, I've been Instagramming in the car since it's been stopped for like 20 minutes. Because this is the life. This is the life of a blogger. We this got is- events. We have Instagram. We got a podcast once a week. We got a blog post once a week. And then we have jobs that make money, too. <laughs> so we're pretty busy. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling it this week. We, we kind of wanted, before we start talking about the food, which you all came here for, obviously, we wanted to kind of give people a little background on Stallion Pancake, because uh, we haven't done that. This is actually our 55th episode. 55. So, so we've been doing this for over a year now. Just the, the pod, pod. And we've been blogging for three years. And our first episode, uh, we kind of gave the origin story, but that was our first episode and we weren't good at, at podcasting then. So don't go back and listen to it. Just listen to this. Yeah. Someone asked me which episodes were my favorite and I was, I didn't say exactly, but yeah, you definitely should yeah, the go, first don't go 10, back and listen to the first to the 10. The first 10 are 10. bad. Just start at 11. Yeah. <laughs> 11 and up, you should be good. But let's kind of, let's go back to when Stallion Pancake was just a bliss in our eyes. So the biggest question everyone asks is, how'd you get Stallion Pancake? Because people are very confused about why this is the name of our blog. So it was kind of an accident. So when I was trying to get a Twitter handle in 2009, uh, I wanted a Twitter handle that didn't have any numbers in it. So... Um, lock the door because we live in fourth ward. Safety first. <laughs> anyway, continue. So I was, so I was looking for a handle without any, any numbers. So I went through like a hundred iterations. Most, I wanted to be dragon slayer. I wanted to be, uh, just a bunch of random other things. And then I happened to come across dying pancake and I've liked dying pancakes. So if I, at this time I was living in New York, New York city. And I, um, had an Asian girlfriend back then, Chinese. And I'd say we don't speak of her, but honestly, we talk about her at least once a day. Yeah, we should. Um, Shout out to Jason's ex-girlfriend. But she lived in Flushing, and right under Flushing, uh, right under the bridge, when you get off of um, the subway, are all these Scallion Pancake places where you used to get a a Scallion Pancake for a dollar, and they were very good. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that a Scallion Pancake is a thing. People will message us all the time, and they'll say... Oh my gosh, I just found out that there's something called a scallion pancake. Did you guys know that? Yeah, and so we're like, yeah. So people so, think that we just put the words scallion and pancake together. So in China, it's like literally a muffin. So if you're on our website, the muffins of China, that's that was on the Wikipedia like the, page. It's like the equivalent if you went to China and like went to a bakery, you like just people just have scallion pancakes all the time. Yep. So, so it's just a savory pancake. Yeah, and they're very and they're very good if you have like a really good traditional one. Like I haven't really found any good ones around Charlotte yet. Yeah, we had one at the Chinese restaurant uptown. Yeah, what's that place called again? Um, I don't know, but it's uh, just okay. Yeah. I'd like to try one of the ones from New York next time we go because I've never had one in New York. I'd really like to try one in China. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll probably next day. on our list. Um, so. I came across Giant Pancakes, so I had that, and then I had the Instagram. And then when we kind of started blogging, it's hard to get a handle now. Like, all the handles are taken. Mm -hmm. So, and I already had the Twitter and the Instagram. And we could get StallionPancakes.net at the time. So, StallionPancakes it was. And And uh, it's really been great because there are, as I'm sure you all know, there are so many Charlotte food accounts, and really food accounts all over the world, but... Um, you know, they're proliferating all the time. And so, especially in Charlotte, you get Charlotte food girl, one, two, three, you know, every single day there's a new Charlotte foodie or Charlotte eats or eat Charlotte account. And so we we really all, and, and those accounts are really good, but they're, and unless you're Allie from eat, drink, CLT, don't even, don't even come (laughs) for anything with eat in Charlotte. Yeah. No, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with those handles. They're all good, and especially, like, those people are Charlotte-centric. But we, we from the beginning, the reason why we started Scotty and Pancake is we wanted to document, you know, when we go to these nights, 
our hobby is eating at nice restaurants. Like when we go, when we travel, we travel and like pick our destinations based on restaurants we want to go to. So we wanted a way to document that. And our very first one that we went to was Funky Gourmet in Athens, Greece. And that was just a wow experience. I'd say the only... Noma was the only experience that's topped that for me. Definitely. Still the um, only one. Yeah, that was our first fine dining restaurant that we experienced together. And both of us loved food and travel before we met. But yeah, since so, we've been together, it's it's really and been we had, thing. And we had started the blog before that. But when we went to that, um, that was in November of 2005 or 15. And we had started the blog in August of 15. So we kind of, we, we just wanted to document the places we have been and we always wanted it to be more upscale and we we're not trying to do recipes we're really doing restaurant reviews and really not a lot of people even newspapers now like they kind of stay away from restaurant reviews so we that's kind of like our niche of the blogging world like upscale and restaurant reviews and yeah. then and we do all sorts of things too, but we we do like upscale. We're not you're not gonna hear us saying that something is too fancy for our palates. Yeah. It, really nothing's too fancy. No. But and, we also and like there's good stuff that's cheap. Like it's not just expensive, but we're not gonna write about PF Chains. Yeah, we went to PF Chang's with his family on Saturday and his and dad I, I was like, I like PF Chains. Why don't I like, you write it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's just not our brand. That's not what we're trying to do. Um so but yeah, it can be a hole in the wall or it can be a Michelin starred restaurant. Yeah. If it's good food, we're going to eat it. And so of course, instead of Michelin stars, we give out Michigan pugs, which was Jason's brilliant and funny idea. Yeah. And our logo is a pug because we have two pubs, Frankie and Ollie, and, uh, they're our babies and we love them. So the big news this week was that we gave our first Michigan pug to a Charlotte restaurant. So previously, we had only been giving Michigan pugs to um, places in New York City or abroad or San Francisco. Yeah, and, and it was a big deal for us because, I mean, Charlotte has come a long way. And even if you've listened to the last couple of podcasts with Kathleen Purvis, and um, we're always talking about like what Charlotte's missing. And as I wrote this week on our Bardo posts, like, I really believe that you have to have one really good chef come into town and kind of spur the the scene, get it going. Because the people that work at his restaurant will then move and open up their own restaurants. And that's exactly what happened. Um, that's kind of like Charleston really, it was a lot of Johnson & Wales. So Johnson & Wales used to be there. So they had all this talent that was starting. And since Johnson & Wales has moved here, we've started to get more stuff as well. But the... The example that I gave was Copenhagen because 20 years ago in Copenhagen, there was literally, it wasn't a food city. It was right where Charlotte is kind of now. Like they had the ingredients, but they were shipping them all to other parts of Europe. And then uh, Rene Redzepi came in with Noma and the rest is history. So I'm not saying that uh, Mike Knoll at Bardo is going to create the number one restaurant in the world here. Although if he did, that would be awesome. But I do think that his, I mean, the stuff he's doing there is really awesome. And I, th I think Charlotte is really going to embrace it. And once they embrace that and it's just going to spread. So I'm yeah, very his excited. His style is so markedly different and exciting. And his food is so quality that we really felt that it deserved the Michigan pug. And I would say that also Gene Cato at Upstream. Yeah. So I said a few months ago that Gene Cato deserve the first Michigan pug in Charlotte. And it's not that that is not true. It's just that I have only ever been there under Gene Cato when we, um, when I went for a sponsored event. So I was you yeah, know, we asked need... to go to the restaurant in exchange for a review. Uh, so, and I haven't been there and Jason hasn't been. So I want, you know, we can't give a, you know, we don't, we don't give true reviews when we're asked to come to restaurants for free. Um, I'll write them up and do an informational post or we will write them up rather and do an informational post, but we won't give them any kind of star ranking or Michigan pug ranking. So what we did with Bardo was we were asked out for free and then we went back. Um, and that's how we were able to give it a rating. So Jason and I need to go together so he can check out upstream and tell me what he thinks. But 
Um, I do think, yeah, like you were going to say, that Gene Cato is is also in that club of yeah. someone. Yeah, and who's I would doing, say the guy for Stanley. Yeah, Paul Verica. Yeah. Yep, he, definitely. I'd say those three, and there's like, and we went know, there on our own dime. You know, the chef at the Asbury, once. the chef at Heirloom, like they're all, but they're just. I haven't. Those places are good, but it's not like when you go to Bardo, it's like a wow. You know you that get, my dad says that you cut me off. Did I cut you off? Yeah, you did. I just noticed it for the first time. Oh God! So I think you should apologize to Wayne. I'm sorry, Wayne, and I'm sorry to my lovely wife. <laughs> Continue. So wait, which I was distracted by you cutting me off. What'd you say? <laughs> I was just saying that I think the Which three, one doesn't? You're saying those are good, but they're not as good. Yeah, Heirloom and the oh, Asbury. Um, the Stanley was very good, but it wasn't as good as Bardo, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought this, not the dishes at the Stanley were delicious, but and very, very pretty. And we need well, <laughs> and we maybe needed, and they were perhaps more pretty than they were delicious. But I'd like to go back. We only went once. Yeah, and I'd like and, to go check we it out for f- brunch. And we went the first week when it opened too. And, and the cocktails there were oh, yeah. incredible. It was. Too. I mean, I think we need to go back. I think we're going to reserve judgment until we go back there. Yeah. But yeah. If you didn't read, Jason um, wrote an excellent blog post on Bardo. So if you did not read that, please go and check that out. It was a actually our most highly visited post in one single day. So yeah. People were really so excited, you. and yeah, thanks for you know reading it. And Bardo pushed it out to a lot of people, and it was a really good week for the pancakes. So we've gained a lot of new listeners and new readers. So we wanted to give some background on how we got here. Yeah, and so that's why we started the blog. We kind of wanted, and we've never—it's really never been a way like we—we we never really have been like we want to make money off this. Like, no, even now we don't want to make it our full-time job necessarily. Yeah, That's I mean, not the goal. For 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 those of you that don't know, like it's very difficult to make money off of a blog. Like you have to have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and you have to have, you know, 10,000 plus viewers, unique viewers a month to even like start doing anything. So, and that's really never our thing. Our our the reason why we started it is because we want, I want to be able to look back in 10 years on these restaurants that we went to and look at the food we went and remember how, what we were thinking, how we were feeling, what we thought about these places. Yeah, it's, it's a kind virtual of our- scrapbook for us. Um, but also that made me think, too, that I took a really great class this week with Chrissy Beth. So first, Chrissy Beth, shout out of the pod. So she's doing these uh, great skill pop classes um, on growing your blog, starting a blog, growing a blog, and monetizing a, your blog, and also food photography. So I did take the monetizing your blog class, and I learned a lot. And what I was thinking about when I was taking her class is that, is yeah, I don't, I don't think I want this to be my full time job, but it would be nice to you know make a little money for some of the things we do, just because it is so time consuming, um, which we've already done a little bit with some freelance. work and so that's fine but really just getting to go and meet all the wonderful people that we've met and you know maybe make like a hundred dollars every couple of months on a freelance (laughs) piece like yeah it's fine like um i mean what's been the best part i think about it is the charlotte blogging community we've made all these really great friends it's really supportive and really nice and we've had a lot of them on our blog and we are on our podcast we have more to come but it's it's a really supportive community that I've really liked. When when we first got into it, I was scared that everyone was going to be very catty and, um, you know, kind of backstabbing, not want each other to do well. But it's been the complete opposite. Like, people could not be nicer. Um, and it's just great. And the, the Charlotte food scene, like, even the last three years since we started has just blossomed. And when we started, Fudo Budo was like, it had just opened up. Yep, and, that was our first and post. Like, I, at that time, it was like Fudo Buddha and Sol Gastro Lounge. And like, those are the two restaurants that were new and trendy. And then like it was all chains. And, you know, the, and the, they really started, you know, both of those restaurants are still fantastic. And they really helped usher in what we yeah, have right oh, now. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, you know, South End was just starting to be what it is. I mean, South End now is insane. Like, it was even crazy back then. But now it's even crazier. And... I mean, we're just really lucky to be in Charlotte at this time, especially for someone who grew up here. Like, it's just night and day of where Charlotte has come from. 
And so we had been doing the pod and the Instagram and really I gave, so it was my personal Instagram handle. We were, we were writing the blog, we were doing it and we really started doing once a week blog posts last. It was after our wedding. It was was January, 2017. So we really like, you know, we have to be, I believe in being consistent and, you know, that's why we put out the pod every week and we do a blog post every week. It's like, you know, we want you guys to be able to have something on Monday morning when you drive to work that you can listen to. And to be able to count on it. And so, yeah. you know, it's not always ideal to do all that every week, but we, you know, we get it done, which I think has been good for us too, because we've committed to something and, or for me anyway, it's like, it's easy to just, you know, say, oh, I don't feel like it. Um, so I'm lucky yeah. to have Jason because together we, like we, it's we hard push work, each other. But it's other. something we like to do. Like, I like writing about the restaurants we go to. I like potting like it's all stuff we like to do so it's not a job to me it's it's a fun hobby um for the irs it's going to be a job though because we need this tax loss obviously (laughs) yeah we Um, have an llc and everything so but um so we really started hardcore last uh january 17 posting and then i gave i was using sky and pancake instagram as my personal instagram i had like 200 followers or something. Yeah. So if you uh, go back and look into the archives of our Instagram, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> you'll, you'll definitely see where it transitioned from being Jason's personal to, so know, that was right. That account. was right after tax season, April 15th of 2017, you took mm-hmm. over and you've really grown our Instagram feed and everything since then. And, uh, then a couple months later, last, um, either beginning of September or late August, we're like, you know, there's no podcast in Charlotte about just food, just high, and not food, but like restaurants, just the restaurant scene, what's happening. Um, and we really just wanted to make it about the restaurant scene in Charlotte and our travels and uh, the restaurants that we go to. So started decided to start doing a podcast, figure out how to record it. The first 10, it took us about 10 to like figure out how not to just talk over each other i think we i still have some ways to go on that <laughs> but and, and just figure out each other's cadence because it, it is uh it's a skill to learn how to how to pod with somebody else yeah and now we have guests like the wonderful kathleen purvis and chrissy beth and julia forbes and ali papa john and all of our friends who have been on the the pod so it's just been really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's been a dream come true just Stephanie. to have to have all those people, especially Kathleen Purvis, like, you know, one of our people that we look up to in the Charlotte food scene to come on. And we're going to have, we're going to transition now to a lot of chefs and, and yeah, we like the cocktail format. people and yeah. getting, you know, bringing people that are really doing the stuff in the Charlotte scene. You know, we're just the eaters <laughs> or the drinkers, but we want... Um, we want to just spread all this, all the cool stuff that's happening in Charlotte now because there's a lot of cool stuff. And speaking of cool stuff, yeah. is, there, is there anything else you want to say about... Yeah, just that we, I think we're going to start transitioning the pod to be more interviews with experts in the food scene. Um, because like you said, we're not experts. We're just, we just enjoy. Yeah. So... Um, but I think we have a unique experience because there's very few people in Charlotte that have eaten at the places we've eaten. That's true. So, I mean, we, like, I don't know how to cook. I know how to eat. Like, I can taste something, and I know it's good, and I understand the technique behind it. But, and you actually are a pretty good cook. So, but we have the experience of knowing, like, hey, when I go to Bardo and I taste that tempera, you know, mushroom, like, that's something that came from 108 that they started that came from these other places. And, like, really now what's cool is there's such an influence around the world. Like, if a dish pops up, someplace like and it's good it'll travel and people will kind of copy but then make it their own and like add their own unique stuff to it so that's i think just the food scene in general around the world is just amazing right now the stuff that's happening yeah it's a good time to be an eater great time to be alive so we want to go back so well we've been we want to talk about a new restaurant in Charlotte that we went to for the first time two weeks ago, but we've also been back again this week and we really love it. So we want to talk about Siggy's Good Food, which is in the Belmont neighborhood, which is different from 
the city. Yeah. Is it a city or is it a town? Um, it's the city of Belmont. Yeah, so it's it's not the city of Belmont, but it's it's a little area um, adjacent to Noda. Yeah, it's kind of in between Plaza Midwood and Noda. Yeah, so and behind um, Birdsong Brewery, basically, yeah. you go down that street and you know about a half a mile, and we really think that area is going to grow. But um, so let's talk about Siggy's. Yeah, so. Um, so you may have seen the sign with an alien on it. So it's a really, it's a really good, um, it's really good branding. And Siggy's started the restaurant and she designed the logo with her now ex-husband. And the agreement was that, you know, he well, could, we haven't seen the divorce papers. We don't know. We don't know what's official. She said they were divorced. But, <laughs> but they agree, pretty sure they are. The agreement was that he could design her logo as long as it had an alien in it. Apparently she's fascinated with aliens and crop circles and, uh, we did not get a chance to talk to her about that, but um, our, her PR person told me that tonight. Um, but we did find out from Siggy herself that she got to keep the logo in the divorce. <laughs> so <laughs> although she's no longer with him, she gets to keep that. Um, and then her tagline is, aliens eat free, which is super adorable. So Siggy's, um, so the proprietor, the owner, her name is Siggy. And so named after her, so Siggy's Good Food, started in New York City and how many locations did she have? She had two. So she's Israeli, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So the food she serves is, I would say, definitely Israeli influence, like Mediterranean, but like also American. Yeah, it's really, it's just an emphasis on, it's all organic. Yeah. Everything is organic. And I, I'm not sure... The only other places who I, you know, there's Fern and of course there's, um, Living Kitchen and, but I don't know if they are 100% organic. I mean, I'd have to look into that, but Siggy's is everything, everything, everything is organic and it's very important to her. And, you know, all of the beef is not only organic, but grass fed. And so when you go there, you know that you're eating healthfully and you feel great after you eat her food. Yeah. And and normally when you say stuff like it's 100% organic, you're thinking like, oh, this is going to taste like shit. Right, like or just least, rabbit food. Or at least that's what I think of. But, I mean, there's so much flavor in her food. And so, like, everything's just – it's just amazing. Like, it's these Mediterranean flavors and, and the the beef and the kebabs. Like, they're so juicy and, like, they're just – it's so good. Well, so we tried um, on our first visit. Well, so first she has a wide selection of juices and smoothies. So um, one of the things that I loved is that the juice menu includes two options that do not have any fruit in them whatsoever, which is so difficult to find. Um, Luna's does too as well. But other than that, even when you travel to other places in big cities, it can be really hard to find a place that does has a juice on the menu that doesn't have anything sweet in it. And normally you have to make your own. So I love that. Um, the juice that I had was like, I make juices without sugar all the time, without fruit at home. This was incredibly hardcore, um, but it was delicious. And it made me feel 10 million times healthier after I had it. And Jason had this smoothie with almond butter and dates and protein powder. And I have not been able to stop thinking about it. I just had a sip of your smoothie. Wasn't it so good? It was very good. It was like the best milkshake. I loved it. I loved, honestly, everything there. Siggy, I, we talked to Siggy for like 30 minutes, and then I went back this week and got something after work and talked to her again for 15 minutes. She's just... Well, I was going to talk about what we also got on the first She's just time. a delight. So we also got, um, we got a beet salad. Oh, the beet salad was so good. You, you know what I like about Mediterranean food? It's like heavy on olive oil heavy on lemon juice and like mm-hmm. you cannot put enough on there and i love super that. tangy i could drink olive oil and i have actually in the past how you take ramekins of hot sauce yeah I i've actually that. taken I could drink shots olive of olive oil um and if you're a, if you're actually an olive oil taster that's what you do you go around to the different um i don't know what they're called orchards and then you you take shots. I think they're vineyards, aren't they? All, I don't know. But yeah, so this had a really tangy lemon vinaigrette, and it had these perfectly cooked beets, and Jason was amazed by that. He was like, how do you make the beets taste so good? And she was like, they're just steamed. Yeah, the way know? I would say it, they're al dente. So they were like, yeah. you know when you have they a perfect mushy. pasta? Yeah, it's just, it's 
they're soft but has just that amount of crunch, so they're still like it's not mush. And then they were paired with these crunchy almonds and the oh, goat cheese. Yeah. It was really fantastic. So, And then we had – they told us that their um, best-selling side um, are their artichokes. So they just very simply – like it's actually – it's different from the way you usually get an artichoke where, um, you know, you just kind of scrape the leaves with your teeth and eat the inside. Um, they were, they were small, like, and tender, and you eat the entire thing, and they were just sliced in half, and they were prepared very simply with olive oil and some lemon and, uh, a dipping sauce, but those were just fantastic. So good, so good. And so, I mean, we just right there, we had, you know, the juice in the smoothie, the salad, and the side, and we'd already gotten, well, yeah, it's so much fiber, but also, like, so many good things. We'd already eaten all these servings of vegetables. Um, but then I think the best part, and they said their best seller, uh, we, for the first visit, we had the state, the grass fed steak sandwich, which was on a really good ciabatta. She uses Breadsmith for her bread, which is one of my favorite companies. And it's a, it's a franchise, but all of the local owners bake their bread from scratch at each location. So a ciabatta bread with sauteed mushrooms and rosemary and onions and some herbs and some greens. I mean, that sandwich, I mean... Jason could not finish it. And so that's the other thing. So when you go to Luna's, you know, and I know Luna's is vegan and and raw, so it's totally different. But normally when you go to a healthy restaurant, you know, a growing boy like Jason might not be full after. You know, you're not going to – Siggy's is a good – Siggy's is a good Israeli mother. And it's like the taste. The (laughs) taste is just like – I ate my steak sandwich in three servings. Yeah, it's not like – It was that big. It's also – like, I want to go back there because the food's good. The food's great. And, so good. And it's healthy. And also, you really want to support her. So she's, um, it's a real family operation. She has her niece working there. Um, they have pretty good hours. And you, she's very welcome to people who want to sit there and work on their laptop and just enjoy some coffee. Right now, she's using a coffee purveyor out of New York. She might start using a local one. But everything is just very thoughtfully picked and um you know she's back there in the kitchen making it so yeah she's great love her go to siggy's if you have not been and if you've been yeah. let us know i will say when i first think. heard of siggy's i was like in the logo it kind of threw me off and i was like this is weird and not like i didn't think the branding was that good but once you get to know her you're like okay that's her it makes sense yeah i didn't know what to expect either um just because the name is not really yeah, doesn't it, really tell you a whole lot. Well, you don't realize that Sidious, that that's her name. Like, you just think it's, like, that's some random, random name, person. Yeah. And you see the alien, and you're like, is this kitschy? Like, is, but it's not. Like, gimmicky, it's and so, it's not. It's just really good food. Yeah. Um, and we totally need to support her, so go and check out Siggy's. Yeah. And then other than that, this week has been pretty quiet. Um, I started my new job, and so we've been kind of busy just getting into our new routine but we did do something. Are you working at Uptown Cabaret? I'm, yeah, I'm working at Uptown Cabaret. The money's way better than teaching. No. Yeah. And then you're going to Gentleman's Club on Wednesdays, Thursdays. Yeah, that's my schedule. So if you want to find me. And what's Jason your street just, name? Lollipop? Um, Shoshana. No, which is your, also your my Hebrew, Hebrew name. name. Oh, God. I thought that would be a good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we went to Temple yesterday because it was Jason's dad's 54th anniversary of his bar mitzvah. And you have to go, when you go up on the BMO, which is like the, you know. The stage. The stage or the altar or whatever. Um, the So the cantor asked us what our Hebrew names were. And so when you're. To do a blessing. You do a blessing. Right. And so all, all of their Hebrew names are like, it's their Hebrew name. And then it's the son or the daughter of their parents' Hebrew name. Um, but because, so I'm a convert. So mine is um, from Abraham and Sarah. But Jason and I couldn't remember what it was. And so. Yeah, I said Adam and Eve. He said Shoshana, daughter of Adam and Eve. He said it in Hebrew. But like. And everyone Everyone was laughed. like, nope. <laughs> so, yeah, that's also my stage name at Uptown Cabaret. Yeah. Shoshana, daughter of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Go for the buffet. Stay for Shoshana. <laughs> Shoshi. 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 That's what. Shoshi. We got our. Um, our, my engagement ring from an Israeli jeweler and when we told him what my uh, Hebrew name was he who has was, since been indicted by the FBI yeah he's maybe in jail right now we don't really know what the situation is but yeah he would always be like Shoshi Shoshi and he would do this little dance when he did it and that's actually the dance that I'll do at Uptown Cabaret <laughs> 
inspired by him. Sort <laughs> of like beautiful. a shake the shoulders kind of thing. I know we're not on Facebook Live tonight, but you can imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we didn't really, this week was kind of quiet and we're, we're adjusting um, to my wonderful new schedule and my wonderful new job, not at Uptown Cabaret. Um, but we did do a really fun thing tonight. So we were invited to check out Farm to Fork in the Garden at Daniel Stowe Botanical Garden, and it was put on by the Piedmont Culinary Guild. And holy beans was this event something else. It was first first class. I don't know the exact number. So basically all of the chefs paired up with a farmer or two, sometimes three actually, um, and they created a dish just for this event. So um, our favorite one that we just posted about on Instagram was from Sweet Lou's Barbecue, which is actually in Belmont, which is where Daniel Stowe Botanical Garden is. And well, it was your favorite. Don't well, put, sorry. Don't put that devil. You, well, you said me. it was your favorite dessert. It was my favorite dessert. So, and which correct. is hard to say because Ashley Boyd has the other dessert, which we also loved. So it was a really, you know, tight competition there. But so this barbecue place made a panna cotta using um, milk, honey. milk from a farm, so Hickory Hills milk, and then they used J&J Family Farms honey, and they smoked it. Have you ever in your life heard of such a thing? It's hard to smoke honey. Seriously, how do you even smoke honey? I don't know. And then they used this lemongrass jam from the same farm, J&J Farm, um, mixed it into a panna cotta, and put flowers on top, and... So it just blew my mind, especially that a barbecue restaurant would offer that. Um, totally unexpected and delicious. And so we tried all of these great different pairings. And there were also a lot of beverage purveyors there. We got to meet the lovely, finally meet in person, the lovely Olivia from Updog Kombucha. Yeah, she's, and, she was amazing. She's, she's coming on the pod. She's definitely going to come on the pod. And we might have to chloroform her, but she's coming on. <laughs> no, she seemed willing. And we've DM'd <laughs> with her a lot, or I have. And so it was just great to finally meet her. We got to see Jamie Barnes. Um, from the chef's farmer, not Jamie Barnes. That's right. That sounds like someone on the housewives. No, I think that's right. Anyway, the chef's farmer, Jamie. Yeah, um, he's awesome. And he makes the shrub. Um, your mom's donuts was there. Really, honestly, everybody, everybody, was, everybody there. They, was everybody. They even had one of the chefs was from a the local Stanley. retirement home. Yeah, there, there was a retirement home and. It's called that, Southminster, and they said they have a five-year waiting list and that we should probably just go ahead and start making arrangements and now. And I'll tell you right now, that was actually my favorite dish. From the retirement home. Yeah. They, they did a peanut hummus. Peanut hummus with a kimchi, like a local kimchi mm-hmm. on top of that, and then a boiled um, shrimp. It was So incredible. fantastic. My second favorite one was from Gene Cato. They were kind of a toss-up, actually. The Gene Cato, which is also shrimp. On top of a mango curry, that was incredible, and he was there. And the, it's just, it was such a cool event. They had the guy from the Yolk was there, Greg Collier. Yeah, he was. I mean, Bob all, Peters was there making some fabulous punch as yeah, he's wont just to do. All these, all like, pretty much every restaurant. Bardo wasn't there actually, but no. yep. but every all the big, all like, the other big cool ones. restaurants in town were there just and so they gave you a fork cool stuff. a fork that was also a spoon it was this wooden that's called a spork no it's not a spork because it was a fork on one end and a spoon what? on the other that, a spork ca- is that's called a spork no it's not a spork is its own thing it's a rounded fork well you just said a fork and a spoon no a fork on one end and a spoon on the other that's not a it was spork. like cat dog Yes, it was like cat talk. <laughs> Why didn't exactly. you just say that? Well, you were there, so you know what it was. And so anyway, they when you go to the event, they gave you a wristband so you could drink alcohol. And then they gave you this cat dog spoon fork. <laughs> and they were like, do not lose this. This is the only one you get. Do not throw it away. And you threw it away within three seconds. I ate the first dish and threw it away. Just, And then I had to go back in there and throw myself, myself on their mercy. Um I really should have brought my own. Normally, you only eat off a silver spoon, so I thought it was weird you (laughs) ate off of a wooden cat dog fork. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was like the only part of the event that I think that maybe for next year they could improve because it's a little. I totally get that they they don't want to they want to reduce waste, Um, but it was a little. It was a little unwieldy to carry around your map and your fork, and I wish I would have brought. Maybe I just should have brought a bigger purse. Um, It was just a lot to carry. 
but I had never been to Daniel Stowe Botanical Garden before. So pretty. Oh my gosh. It's like a secret garden, magical wonderland. And Amy, of course, Jason's cousin, Amy got married there. And I wasn't in Jason's life at the time, but I wish I was. So I could have been to a wedding there because what a great venue. Yeah. And we got to see all of our friends, all of our foodie friends. Allie was there from featuring Charlotte and her, and her, BF Kevin. Love, my you, Kevin. love you, Kevin. My Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. And, and Jess uh, from the Sweet Soul. Yeah, and then Chrissy Beth and Leandra. Was it Finicky Lady? And Finicky Lady. Yeah, she was there. All the Jesses. All the I'm going to change my name to Jess. I already changed my name to if, Jess. If you're a food blogger and you're not named Jess, it's like, eh, like you could step up your game if yeah. you were named Jess. I could be better if I were named Jess because they're killing it. Um, and other people too. So there were a lot of people there, but it was really fun. It was nice to be invited. So I think that we'll go back on our own next year. Oh yeah, for sure. It was a really good I'll event. Be there. Yeah. So, are you ready for some Charlotte? Give news? us some Charlotte news. I just whistled when I said Charlotte. Charlotte news. Oh, I did want to talk about old men who say weird things to me. Oh. This wow, has been, yes. I put the, pushed this back a few weeks, but I just wanted to just see if anyone else, any other ladies experience this because uh, it happens to me. Don't just say me. ladies, it could be men. This is my me too moment, okay? So living uptown, there are a lot of, a lot of creepers and for the most time they say, most, for the most part they say, you know, nice things and they're like, how are you today? Or like, I like your dogs and it's, it's no big deal, but sometimes they can be creepy. Um, so I've had a couple of, of, you know, weird instances, but here's one that put me over the top. Oh, no. Like three weeks ago. So, and this is kind of an embarrassing story, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So I was having a bad run. Like I was on a run and I was just, my legs felt tired and I was really hungry. And so I ran a mile and then I walked into the Harris Teeter uptown because I wanted to see if they had the pumpkin pie halo top out yet. And they didn't. So this whole thing was for nothing. So I'm standing there in my workout gear and my headphones are in um, looking at the ice cream And this old man walked by and he was like, you're going to have to run a few more miles before you can have ice cream. And then I murdered him and now I'm wanted in the state of North Carolina. So he was basically saying you're too fat to eat ice cream. He's pretty much saying I'm too fat to eat ice cream. How old was this person, would you say? He was like not that old. He was like maybe in his 60s, you know, like maybe late 60s, like not that old. And it's like, I don't know why we give... You know, Jason was like, oh, old people say things like, no, like you don't get a free pass. Like, luckily, I had like I have a pretty strong sense of self. But if I had some kind of raging eating disorder, that could have put me into a spiral for days. Yeah. I don't say say that to people. It's not even old. It's just from a different generation. I just don't get it. I've had I've had men comment on the length of my shorts while I'm walking around and like all kinds of things. And here's the other thing. Also, if I'm walking and I have my headphones in. Sometimes I just have my headphones in and nothing playing because I just want it to be a signal to other people that says, don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair, right? She like, wears her headphones to bed a lot. <laughs> yeah. She says, don't And it says, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, it, I don't know. I'm not as passionate about it as I was because I put this on the notes for three weeks ago and then we've had guests. So I haven't, I didn't think Kathleen Purvis would want to talk about this, although I'm sure she also has her own stories like this because i feel like if you're if you're a lady you are subject to the opinion unsolicited opinion of males all the time and it's so annoying don't talk to me yeah that's my rant that's my my weekly rant section Um, so let me know if this has ever happened to you because i would just like to know yeah we need Um, to have like a like a blanket response that we will say like when that man said that to me about the ice cream and i just said false i do whatever i want sir I would just say you have a small penis. Yeah, right? Yes. Like, that would be great. I just want something just like that, just uniform, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that works for me, so maybe that'll be the answer. So um, shoot me a DM and let me know what you think our response should say to creepy old men who say things to women when they have no business saying anything at all. Hashtag me too. Hashtag let's, me too. Let's do some pumpkin news before we start some Charlotte news. Okay, so what's the pumpkin news? What's well, the 411? Well, we went to Golden Cow. Uh-huh. And they have pumpkin spice flavor, which and I'm it's very excited. Very good. And I've hated on Golden Cow before, but I have to say I felt pretty bad when we went in there on Saturday night, and it was not the Golden Cow of yore with the line out the door because yeah. now Jenny's is down yeah. the street, and I did feel kind of bad for a local business. Um, you mean exactly what I said? Yeah, kind of what you said. I don't think Jenny's is bad. I think you're wrong, but I also think yeah. that like 
I never said Jenny's was bad. You said no. F Jenny's. Yeah, I said fuck Jenny's because I don't like. I'm not cursing. I don't like that. Jenny's is good. The ice cream is good, but I think you, we should be supporting Golden Cow yeah. over Jenny's. And that was my. I point. do like. I still like. I'm with Katie Colvin, my girl. I still like two scoops better, just because I think the flavors are more fun. So that's one of the things I noted when we went in there is that I, they have four. Is it four core flavors? Yeah, Strawberry, vanilla, chocolate, and vanilla, salted Oreo, which is I really like. And I've been on a. You better stop touching that ukulele before. I've it's been time. on a float kick. Like I. Love a good ice cream float. Which is such a weird order at an ice cream place, but whatever. It's an ice cream float. I don't think that's a weird order. Whatever floats your boat. (laughs) You know what does? um, Salted Oreo ice cream with Coca-Cola. It sounds like a pretty good combination. It was very good. Um, I ended up going with their mocha flavor and made it into a hot fudge sundae, which I will say, so the pumpkin pie was good. Neither of us got it. Jason had gotten it the night before. Yeah. So he'd already tried it, but it really tasted just like pumpkin pie. It was super incredible. So we definitely recommend that. And one of their rotational flavors was uh, mocha, which had an, an incredible texture. Um, it was like almost like, you know, it wasn't gritty, but it really had like this, you know, almost like a coffee kind of grain. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Mouthfeel. I don't oh. throw, I don't throw it around a lot. But it had it, and it wasn't too sweet, and I really liked it. And I was like, you know, this ice cream is very quality. I think I had been sort of burned because the Dunkaroos flavor is not very good because it's not very heavy on the Dunkaroos, and I don't think it's their best flavor. But they really do a lot of great things there. Yeah. So if you haven't been to Golden Cow in a while. Yeah, if you you go by Jenny's, just keep driving and go to Golden Cow. I mean, go to Jenny's, but don't forget about... Our local golden cow. So yeah. that's a little bit of pumpkin news for you. Uh, there's, also, there's, all the pumpkin. Yeah, keep going with the pumpkin. Well, news. all the pumpkin ice cream flavors are out. So Halo Top is out. Enlightened has a pumpkin spice flavor. Whole Foods has pumpkin pie ice cream sandwiches. Like all the pumpkin stuff is in full force. What were you going to say, Mike? I was. That's what I was going to say. You oh, had, yeah. We had the Halo, the Halo Top. Top. I love the pumpkin pie Halo Top. I know you do. And the only one that's better is the Gingerbread House which has freaking ribbons of vanilla icing in it. And it was in stores for like a week last year. So I really hope that they have a longer season for that this year. All right. So you ready for some more news? Yeah. I think that the boulders, there were some pretty big news items this week. So one of the biggest ones was that Babalu closed pretty quickly and unexpectedly after they had done a big remodel. And they're, and they're reopening someplace else. In Waverly in 2009. So Yeah, it's more of a Ballantine. Yeah. I, I had a feeling that this might happen because it, it wasn't super good there, and there's a lot of competition for them. Um, I feel like most people, when they want Mexican, they're going to go to... Um, Superica? Well, Superica now, but also, what's the place? Yeah, it's kind of one of those places that... Down the road. ...that is a Ballantine place. Like, it's kind of... You mean not that good? No, it's just a higher-end chain that people at Valentine really like. Like, I think, like, up here, it's a younger crowd. So like Yeah, it's it, like a little... I don't know. I mean, they tried to make different. it fun. They had, like, the projected movies and on the, the walls. But I think that the menu probably would have needed to be reworked for it to work. Yeah, and... The one weird thing about that location is there's just no parking, so you have to valet every time. Yeah, that's And when you're thinking about going to a place that has no parking, you just keep driving. It's so true, because pretty much everyone has parking anxiety, and unless you live in Dilworth, and then you could very easily And no one has cash anymore to tip the valet, and it's just... Yeah, I hate valet. It's a whole... It stresses me out. It's a whole thing. Um, The other big news is that Snooze, which is a Denver breakfast chain, is opening in Plaza Midwood early next year. So I've actually been to Snooze. When I went to Denver to visit my best friend, Heather, she took me there. And I thought I was your best friend. No. Okay. Yeah. It's Heather. But anyway, That's it was... best a, friend news. Best friend news. Uh, <laughs> it's not you. Um, and it was really good. They had a bunch of biscuits and donuts and um, cocktails. They have a full bar menu. And it was a really, like, I love their branding. It was like a 50s diner. And the food was very, it was comfort food with a lot of fun, you know, flavors. And It's sad. It's going to be huge. Um, so the Rogue in Dilworth closed after less than a year of being open. We never went there. So it was an I Irish I guess we pub. didn't miss anything. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of sad. But, um, okay, Sukoshi is on track to open next month. So that's the sushi concept, the, like, cheaper 
um, more casual um, Oku oh, concept. Yeah, the one uptown. Yep, uptown next to uh, Eddie V's. Oh, yeah, very excited So that's that. coming. So it's on track to open. Um, Clean Eats is opening a retail location in Uptown, so I guess you can go in and get. They sell a lot of like the prepackaged lunches yeah, and dinners. Yeah, people in my office do that. They really love it. Yeah, they There's also get that delivered. Bell. Yeah, they get it delivered to my office a lot. It's like a, a big, a big one. So, um, and then this was interesting. So Tompkins Hall, the big food hall that's opening, yeah. which is going to be huge and amazing, was actually rebranded as Optimist Hall because apparently the person it was named after was like perhaps racist slash a white supremacist <laughs> and people pointed people that like out that. to them. Yeah. So naturally. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, um, no longer Tompkins hall, now optimist hall. That sounds like optimist prime from the transformers. <laughs> and I like it. I didn't think about that. I hope it's transformers yeah. themed. It is. It's all transformer themed. I'm so excited for that. I think that's really going to be huge for Charlotte too. Yeah. Having a, a good food hall like that. Cause so many, I mean, every good food city has that. So, um, that's all I got for What's you. What's the best thing you ate this week? Oh, damn. I've got mine. Hmm. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a beverage this week. Oh. It was the punch from Bob Peters. So Bob Peters. Really? Formerly wow. of the punch room. He left there back in June and he worked on um, opening up the queen and glass and getting their cocktail menu ready. And now he's just doing consulting for all of these different places. So he said he's talking with a place in Atlanta, a place in Schenectady, how do you say that? Schenectady, Schenectady, New York, York. and also some local places. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. He's just a really cool dude. And I think it's awesome that he's been able to, you know, when he's, he was at a place for a long time and I'm sure he liked it, but now he's able to spin that into a career that gives him a lot of independence. And he's a, you know, a much in demand cocktail expert. And I can definitely see why this cocktail had, um, bourbon from Belmont no, rum. rum from Belmont local rum made there, which, which was really good and really cool. And I actually want to go to that distillery. It was called, um, Queens. Oh, no, that was Queen the name Sh- of the thing, but that wasn't the name of the distillery. I okay. can't remember. It's in Belmont. It we'll, had green tea also. We'll in this put it punch. on the, uh, we'll, we'll say next week, but it had, it was just, it was a lot, but it, it didn't make me feel, it had a mix of a bunch of different things, but it didn't make me feel off and it was really refreshing. And that was my favorite thing I had this week. Shout out to Bob Peters. What about you? Um, okay. So I went to the Yolt this week to mm-hmm. of George Harrison. What's his name? The chef there? Greg Coyer? Not, yeah. not George Harrison. Speaking of Greg Coyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, it's in Rock Hill, so I, it's like literally three minutes from my office. He goes to the Yolk all the time. No, I go. I haven't been recently. You go like once a week, though. Normally. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I literally haven't been there in uh, six months. I liked months. your scoff. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I go more to the Ditsy Page, actually, which is catty quarter to it. Um, but I went this week with my buddy Alex, uh, and I normally get breakfast up there, but I got the fried chicken sandwich. And let me tell you, this was maybe, like, his fried chicken is so good because he uses this this seasoning, the same seasoning he uses on his toasty fries, which is, like, cinnamon and, like, salt. and That's just, the best seasoning. Just amazing. And it was, and he uses the dark meat of the chicken. It was just so good. Yeah, it was you put a, great, a picture of that on your yeah, personal I, Instagram, at TaxPug. Yeah. And I really liked it. Thank you. So... And he is now the head chef at Lofton Cellar, so which is literally we can almost see it from here. So we yeah, need so to go we're going to give there. them another chance because we weren't crazy about Lofton Cellar, but now that he's there, I'm sure it's great. And Chrissy Beth has been and said it was incredible. So we'll, yeah. be, we'll be hitting them up soon. Yeah, whatever Chrissy Beth says is good. Is good. Heck yeah, it is. We also went to Outback with Chrissy Beth this week and. As much as I love Chrissy Beth and Age, her husband AJ, like we're never going back there again. The okay. Next time we go back with Chrissy, when we go somewhere with Chrissy, like it's going to be somewhere good. And like we had it in our heads, like wouldn't it be fun to like get a dirty chain and like be dirty? But yeah, here's the thing though: when no, you haven't, when been I woke to, up the next day, it wasn't fun. Yeah, when you haven't been to a dirty chain like that in a while, and you just realize like how much it's the shit quality. I don't know if they're using like oh, saturated fats. Course. 
It's just really low quality ingredients that are shipped in. It's like the opposite of local. But like, like noth- literally nothing. I mean, is local. I love a bloomin' onion. More the bloomin' than, onion was like I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty more good. More than anything. So that was delicious. But yeah. So we had a bloomin' onion. I felt like so bad. three loaves of the brown bread, steak, potatoes, we fries at like 10 p.m. on yeah. Thursday night. I felt terrible. And so all of us woke up on Friday. All of us worked out. Christy and Age did their CrossFit and Jason and I did our respective workouts. But like, I still don't think I feel 100%. It was like, we just went there and we just were like, we just treated our bodies like dumpsters. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dumpsters, yeah. Um, when you're dumpster diving mm-hmm. for a Stallion Pancake Limited Edition T-shirt, oh yeah, they are limited which edition. We need, which we need Get to get T-shirts. We we should do a limited edition. Like, I don't know what we would do it. I was actually thinking for the Panthers. You know, how, you know how they're keep pounding. Yeah, we could be keep eating. I like I like doing something Panthers themed. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll come up with something. Well, we were saying we want to maybe do a collaboration with Olivia from Updog Kombucha because she has that freaking awesome logo that's a French bulldog doing a downward or an upward dog. Yeah, um, it's Updog. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, to get like a little pug doing an yeah. Updog, that'd be cute. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, go online, check out our merch. Yeah, and if and you're if, if you're new. Uh, sign up for the newsletter mm-hmm. because we we send out a newsletter every month that just basically recaps what we wrote on the blog. In and case you missed it, pod, and we do a feature uh, merchandise for the month. So sign up for that on our website. Go to scoutingpantheon.com and it's right on the front page. And make sure you're liking us on uh, Instagram and uh, following us. And if you're a new listener to the podcast, go on iTunes and give us a five-star review and a little rating that really helps us uh, be seen by others around yes. the area. helps us show up better in the algorithm. And if there's anything in particular you want to hear on the pod or you want to... For a certain guest or yeah. if you would like to be a guest. Yeah. Um, either DM us on our Instagram or you can go, you can email us at CEO, Chief Eating Officer. That's what that stands for. At com, Or you can go on our website. There's a contact place there as well. Heck yeah. It was good potting with you, Jason It was Ackerman. great potting. Um, go Panthers. Great win today. Go Panth- I was excited. And uh, everyone have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Woohoo. Upward pug.